Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning back in again live today. It is Sunday, November 26th. It is 1 p.m., and I am your host for today, Jason Leeser. And uh, if this is working for you, please drop us a comment, uh, hit the like button, uh, tag a friend who loves tattoos, and welcome to Guy Aitchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Community where tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and the curious are encouraged to join in these live streams, real-world events, to share and inspire and ultimately create better art and tattoos together. We beam out nearly every day and with your help have evolved into a quality network of amazing live and on-demand tattoo and art shows that have all been receiving rave reviews. You can find Reinventing the Tattoo in both of the app stores, the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store, as well as our Reinventing the Tattoo YouTube channel, our Reinventing the Tattoo Roku channel, which has 12 to 15 different episodes going at any given time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, as well as all of the major podcast directories such as Apple and Spotify. Or you can do what most people do and just do a search for Reinventing the Tattoo in your browser, and it'll all show up, except for the book, which is still out of print, um, and I'm still trying to get my hands on a copy. So if you come across a copy, please let me know. But no matter where you are watching live or on demand, you can always get the latest and greatest, most up-to-date information all available at reinventingthetattoo.com. You can try it out for free. Uh, we've got a number of different options for you to try it out. You can pick a sample webinar from the Reinventing the Tattoo Canon, or you can get some free advice from Guy Aitchison about your unique goals, or you can take a comprehensive tattoo history course from Jay Brown. For fellow tattoo history nerds out there such as myself, I uh, highly recommend the tattoo history course. It's fascinating, absolutely worth it. At reinventingthetattoo.com, you can also full, find a full event schedule with full weekly and special event live stream details, as well as access to the Reinventing 24-7 channel, which is a lot like our Roku channel. It's got 13 different episodes playing, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, as well as access to professional development courses and on-demand seminars from over 20 world-class tattoo artists. Once again, if this is working for you, please let me know in the comments and in the chats, and um, please tag a friend who loves tattoos. We have a number of weekly staple shows we're always uh, encouraging people to tune into. Starting off on Sundays at 1 p.m. with me, Jason Leeser, and the Skill Building Sunday Drawing Group. And that's followed on Mondays with four separate shows. Starting off at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, Drawing for Tattooers with James Wisdom, where we go through and we discuss basic drawing techniques and strategies to go through and help us get back to our roots of being an artist. Um, we also discuss color theory and composition. Uh, we have some debates about fine art. I never quite really know what kind of uh, topic of discussion is going to come up, but it all leads back to the same premise of becoming better artists and getting back to our roots of being a fine artist. That's 9 a.m. Drawing for Tattooers with James Wisdom. Following that at 11 a.m., we have the Tattoo Weekly with Gabe Ripley, Lauren Gregory, and Jake Meeks from the Fireside Tattoo Network, where we go through and we discuss current events in the tattoo industry, 
whether it's the new legislation being passed, whether it's new advancements in tattoo technology, whether it's, um, you know, new things such as digital uh, release forms, uh, anything that might impact the tattoo industry or be considered to be tattoo news uh, always comes up. And that's 11 a.m. Mondays with the Tattoo Weekly. Following that, at 5 p.m. on Mondays, we have Let's Talk About Feelings with Robbie Ripple, where we get to go through and we get to have a nice safe space to kind of open up and talk about things with other artists that maybe people that aren't in this industry might not really be able to relate to. Um, and that's, once again, Let's Talk About Feelings with Robbie Ripple, 5 p.m. Monday evenings. Following that, at 9 p.m., on Mondays, we have a subscribers exclusive drawing group with Sandy McAndrew from the Reinventing the Tattoo Network. And this is only available for people that have a subscription to the Reinventing the Tattoo Canon or the Reinventing the Tattoo Evolution course. So you must have a subscription to one of those in order to attend the Monday evening drawing groups. I can tell you from personal experience, those Monday evening drawing groups alone are worth the price. Um, I was skeptical when I first got my subscription and tried it out for about a year. And what a difference that makes. Um, it's getting together with other people that are trying to advance and trying to better themselves and their artwork. Um, it's, it's a great place to go, even just for inspiration. Highly recommend it. And that's Monday evenings at 9 p.m. Following that, on Wednesday afternoon at 12 noon, we have the Tattoo Now show with Gabe Ripley, uh, where we get to take a deeper dive into the business aspect behind tattooing. Maybe it's marketing or advertising or international travel visas, or maybe it's, you know, just trying to work on workflow or efficiency when communicating. Um, all of that and more is available to be discussed, and that's third uh wednesdays at noon the tattoo now show with gabe ripley following that and capping off the week thursday evenings at 6 p.m we have the tattoo collecting 101 podcast with fawn baker where we get to go through and take a look at the chronicles and the stories of different people and you know what led to their collection of tattoos and what were some of their adventures along the way once again that's thursdays at 6 p.m Tattoo Collecting 101 podcast. Uh, we also have a special event coming up, uh, Reinventing the Tattoo and the Skill Building Sunday Drawing Group will be live from the International Puerto Rico Tattoo Convention. Uh, that is December 1st, 2nd, and 3rd in beautiful San Juan, Puerto Rico. If you do not have your tickets, get them now. Uh, flights to Puerto Rico typically tend to be pretty cheap. And I mean, who wouldn't want to get a really, really incredible tattoo while they're down there? Uh, plus, it's in December. December gets kind of cold. Why not travel to somewhere tropical? Um, it's going to be amazing. I will be joined by James Wisdom, Seth Mushrush, uh, Fast Alley from Lost and Found Tattoo in New Jersey, Jimmy D'Alessio, Bill Canales from Full Circle Tattoo in San Diego. Uh, the world-renowned Fibs, and the entire Tex family will be in attendance. And that's just to name a couple of people that will be there for the International Tat Puerto Rico Tattoo Convention. Um, I'm actually even wearing their shirt today. 
Gotta love it. Um, we do have a few sponsors that I would like to go through and thank. Uh, starting off with WorldTattooEvents.com, the largest, most comprehensive resource for tattoo events worldwide. And they're constantly keeping their schedule updated. As we know, living in this post-pandemic era, certain tattoo events and conventions are getting rescheduled like crazy. So if you want the latest, most up-to-date tattoo event and convention information coming to a city or town near you, or maybe it's one you plan on visiting, uh, that's usually how I book most of my vacations, take a look at worldtattooevents.com. Would also like to thank tattoonow.com, technology for tattooers, the leading edge in professional development, management, and digital tools for tattoo artists of all levels. They constantly keep everything upgraded and competitive with any type of CRM, mailing list, scheduling software out there. So if you're looking for the digital tools to get more people to come through the door that want to get the kind of work that you really want to do, or maybe you're looking to hire a new artist, take a look at tattoonow.com for the most up-to-date digital tools for your business. This wouldn't be reinventingthetattoo.com or reinventing the tattoo without a very special mention. Thank you and shout out to Guy Aitchison at guyaitchison.com. And I'm not sure why this isn't clicking over, but uh, give me one second. Uh, oh, there we go. That should be going over, but it's not. Interesting. Hmm. Okay, well, can't blame technical difficulties. Uh, it is what it is. Um, do, do, do. Boop, boop, boop. Ah. Okay, well, uh, let's see if we can't get this going. Nope. Okay, then. Um, next, we have GuyHson.com. He is the founder and inspiration behind Reinventing the Tattoo. Make sure you go to GuyHson.com where you can pick up a copy of his Biomech Encyclopedias, uh, some of his DVDs, I uh, believe he's got some original uh, tattoo machines for sale. So please take a look. He might be running low. You can also pick up custom prints and occasionally the fine art oil painting, all available at Um Would also like to go through and say a very quick shout out and thank you to the Apprenticeship Diaries with Amy Nichols. Uh, the number one resource for tattoo apprentices worldwide. So information on becoming a tattoo apprentice, or maybe you are, are an apprentice and you're wondering if the, what, the apprenticeship you're in is even worth it. Take a look at the Apprenticeship Diaries with Amy Nichols. Uh, as always, we ask that you post a positive review on the channel and help us get the word out. If... Um, 
If you would like to host a Reinventing the Tattoo event, become a sponsor of our community, or if you are looking for a fine art or a tattoo critique, please feel free to email management at reinventingthetattoo.com and we will get back to you as soon as we can. That kind of concludes the um, the intro. I think we still have Seth with us. Seth, are you still there? I'm here. Hey, Seth, what's going on, bud? What's going on, dude? How are you? I'm doing pretty well, man. Doing pretty well. Getting pumped. Uh, I just got some uh, new designs fresh off the printer that I'll be bringing down to Puerto Rico with me. Got like Sweet. three full 13 by 19 sheets here. Ooh, look at those got things. some skulls. Got some I'm colorful stuff. Go. You know, small, small jammers. Nothing crazy. You know, right on, I, I was even up until two o'clock in the morning last night finishing one of them up. You know, just, you know, some stuff. Um, awesome. And I've got, I'm trying to get, you know, a couple more together, one or two more over the next few days just to see, uh, just to make sure I've got like a nice like smattering of like different things, you know. Um, yep. So it should be pretty fun. It should be pretty interesting uh, to see who gets what. Plus I've got, you know, 20 some odd designs back at the studio I'll be packing up to bring with me. Uh, yeah, I've started to go through my pre-convention checklist. Uh, just to make sure that, you know, I'm not going to be missing out on anything. And if I am missing something, I have enough time. You know, if it's something I think I can get before I leave, I'll order it. But if it's not, then, um, you know, it's something that I like to be able to go through and try to have a little bit of time to uh, kind of say, okay, this isn't working. What can I do? Right. Say I'm running yeah. low on business cards, right? Well, okay, if I don't have enough business cards to take with me, okay, I've got just enough time to go through and print out like an 11 by 14 piece of card stock that has like a QR code with my Instagram on it or my email or wherever I want it to link out to. Uh, maybe I can yeah. print one of those up and prop that up on the table. So it gives me a little bit of extra flex time just to go through and kind of see where I'm at with things um, and start to get things together so that that way I'm not rushing around Tuesday before my flight leaves Wednesday morning, you know, to go through and get yeah. everything together. Um, you know, That's but good. it's usually a couple you're, of days before I leave. It is. Um, so a couple years ago, I started doing that and putting that up at big shows like the Philly show or anything like that. And, um, you know, anywhere where I knew that there was going to be a lot of heavy traffic and I could put up a sign and it never really caught on. Um, you know, it's kind of like having a digital business card. If you're around People might, you know, snag a picture. They might give you a quick follow, but I didn't really notice too much traffic from it. Um, I still like to give people something tangible to show them like, hey, this is a representation of who I am. You know, here is my business card. I've put a lot of time into designing this to getting this to look the way that I want it to look. Um, and it's really fancy and shiny. So here, take one of these. Um, because I, I go all out when it comes to business cards. I 
typically do pretty um, pretty fancy schmancy business cards and stickers because to me it's a direct reflection of who we are as an artist. So it's just kind of the way that I view things now. I have, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think I'm coming down to like the last little bit. A few years ago, I ordered five thousand cards, and I'm just now oh wow down to the end of that. So I'm gonna yeah, so I'm gonna have to order some new ones. And I was talking to uh, my buddy that usually um, owns a design company that gets them made and stuff for me. And he, uh, he was kind of giving me a hard time. He's like, are you going to get a new design yet? Or I was like, yeah, no, absolutely. But just, I think I ordered a little too much the first time around. And, and now I'd rather run through the rest of those before I order a bunch of new ones. You know what I mean? Because um, then they'll just be obsolete. They'll just be hanging around forever. So yeah. Um, yeah, but I'll get some new ones and put them out there for sure. I have a couple of, uh, designs that I'm going to print out, um, for the show, uh, ahead of time. But, uh, other than that, just, we'll, we'll see what comes in. I got that one big appointment on Saturday and then we'll see, see what else is there. Um, you know, what people are right interested on, right? in. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to getting out and doing one outside of the country. I mean, so to outside of the continental U S it'll be interesting for sure. Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Have, uh, have, have you noticed any, uh, drop off in like uh, walk-ins over the last month or so? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it's that yeah, time of the year, you know, people are well, it goes, it goes done down, paying though, off. Right? It, it yeah. does. It does. The way I tend to look at it is, you know, this is the point in time where I know me personally, I start saving for the holidays. So yeah. I know that if I'm starting to save for the holidays now, I know other people are as well. So it gets to that point where, you know, it's like, okay, now's the time when I'm really trying to bring in more business, but I also understand that people are also trying to save. So I can't really complain too much about that because that's also yeah. what I'm trying to do. Um, you know, but it, that's, it's that time of the year, man. Um, you do, I do see typically an influx of people coming in towards the end of November, especially around Thanksgiving when a lot of kids from college are coming home and sure. uh, maybe they want to get something small while they're in town. Great. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's not something that I, I try to really bank on too much just because that's kind of the way that it goes this time of year. Um, unless you've got that kind of demand where you're constantly getting booked, constantly busy, and you're booking, you know, six months to a year in advance with no dropout whatsoever, uh, more power to you. Like, let's get together and talk because that's something yeah. that I'm trying, that's the level I'm trying to get to. Um, and, uh, and I will, you know, if I stick with the, the work ethic that I have, I know I'll get there. That's not a problem. But, you know, it's like I, I've always noticed a little bit of drop off. That's why I refer to the time between like November and like February as what I like to refer to as painting season. Um, I don't call it, you know, slow season or anything like that. It's time for me to go back through, revisit a lot of things that I'm currently doing, maybe draw some new stuff, paint some new designs and really get ready for the springtime coming up. Um, it's also typically when I tend to travel the most. Um, between October and like March is usually yeah. my six months worth of traveling. Um, 
and that's just because I know that there's a little bit of a slump in that period of time. So it helps me supplement my income by traveling, doing shows. Um, it's also where I really try to ramp up my printmaking business. Um, so if anyone out there is looking to get fine art prints made, hit me up, let me know, um, and we'll get you squared away. Um, it's, yeah. uh, yeah, it's that's when I really try to focus on a lot of my other supplemental income as opposed to my primary source of income. So, yeah, I, um, you know, I'm fortunate where I, I have enough, you know, in the way of clients and stuff like that, that, uh, you know, like larger projects that I'll, I'll stay busy through the holidays, but it's the, um, the little, you know, the, the walk-in kind of the clutches of walk-ins that come into the shop, I think that creates the buzz. Cause I feel like, you know, when you, when you have a good place and, and you run a good business, um, it's a lot about it taking on its own kind of personality. And when you have that kind of buzz of people coming in, whether or not they're all getting tattooed, they're making an appearance there. It gives life to the shop. And I feel like everybody in turn just gets busier because of it. Um, I don't know if that kind of makes any sense, but it's kind of like the same way, like, you know, somebody will buy like a, you know, you get like an old car that, you know, was once like a, a beautiful thing and then you restore it and you bring it back. And all of a sudden it's got more value and more life to it outside of like the intrinsic, like, like, or the, um, what do you call it? The, the monetary bad, the tangible stuff, you know, like, Oh, I got new tires. I got all this new stuff. I got the bells and whistles on it. It's more, it's more about the, the life that that, you know, that that ride takes on. And I feel like that with a shop when people start coming in and, and spending time there and, and you're getting conversations going, there's a buzz, you know, it's kind of like if these walls could talk sort of a thing. Um, right. And there's so many shops out there that have that, you know, we had a guy recently uh, come to the shop who was um, from Brazil and he is a tattooer and owns a shop down there and was visiting family and media and just happened to, he said, every time he travels somewhere, you know, like most tattooers, you check out a few local shops. Um, and he came into the shop and uh, immediately hit it off with everybody. Um, we all got along really well. We all got along pretty well. And um, he asked, you know, if he would be able to work on some, you know, friends and family there while he was in town course we said you know the, the more the merrier and, and you know just from that that experience of him being there I feel like it added another layer of kind of personality to the shop itself and um, I'm coming out of this tunnel here to shut this leg off um, it added another layer of personality and you know we got to get to know this guy really well um, and uh it was fun. And, and those type of things, I don't, I don't know if they, I'm sure they happen, you know, people travel and you reach out to somebody and, and try and uh, set up guest spots ahead of time. But the old school way of doing it was not that. And you certainly no. can cold call somebody that you didn't know. You would just have to show up, you know, you'd, you'd show up, you'd walk in, you'd see if you get along with the people. And if it worked out, it worked out. And there's so many like solid relationships were formed back in the, you know, the mid nineties and, and early two thousands by doing things like that. And I'm, you know, certain long before that, but that's my era. And I, um, I just, I, I miss kind of that, that type of vibe. And, uh, what Ron was saying when he came into our shop, he's like, he was looking around and he goes, this, 
this is like a real tattoo shop. He said, this feels like that old school feeling, you know, it's not, it's not sterile. Like, um, like it doesn't have a sterile personality to it. You know, there's drawings hanging up everywhere. And there's, I mean, there's eye candy all over the place. Um, kind of like organized chaos. Everything has its place, you know, and a place for everything. But, um, but he was really feeling the, the vibe and I love that. I love being able to do that. That's one thing in this business that, uh, should never be overlooked is the ability to just travel and walk into a shop and introduce yourself and see how it goes. And you never know, you know, now we have a hookup in Brazil. We can go down there and, you know, like I look forward to being able to do that. And that's something that you've done a lot of is traveling. And, and I know you're not shy. So you walk into places and, you know, squeaky wheel type of a situation, you know, the, the more noise you make, the more people will are more likely to notice you. If you drift through a town without stopping into one shop or going to a city without making any effort at all, you never know what you're missing out. Right. Very true. Very, very true. And I, I think you touched on an important point there. Walk-ins are the lifeblood of tattooing. Um, that is where we came from. That is where it will continue to be, you know, a, an incredible thing in this industry. Um, and that's how you create that buzz. You know, you get one person that walks in, get a tattoo. They have a great experience. They get a great tattoo out of it. You know, it makes sense um, to go through and, you know, kind of market it to that. And nowadays you're starting to see a bit of a trend where people are moving over to more, more of a boutique kind of tattoo scenario, um, which is fine, but yeah. it's being able to accommodate those walk-in clients and being able to accommodate those people that that's really going to set you up with more clientele down the road. Um, I was having this discussion with uh, someone I know that also works in the tattoo industry. And they were, they run an all, uh, basically an all walk-in studio. Their artists yeah. do take appointments, but, you know, they're getting hit with five or six walk-ins a day. Small stuff mostly, but still it's walk-ins. That's money. Um you know, and they've created, they've only been open for a couple of years and they've created such a buzz around them for being a great, clean, awesome walk-in studio that, you know, you have to be able to cater to that clientele as well. You know, having people yeah. that are willing to set something up months in advance is great, but I'll take walk-ins all day. Like I have no problems yeah. with that. Um, yeah, that's the the fun part of what we do, you know, is that the wall not knowing what's walking in the door that day, what you're gonna, you know, end up having the opportunity to do, or, or who you're gonna have the opportunity to meet and network with. Uh, but the uh, the idea that uh, if you're all, it's kind of like like if you build it, they will come type of a thing, you know, field of dreams. Like if you're open, if your shop's open, and you always have somebody available, whether or not you know they person walks in and they got six people ahead of them or we take walk-ins first come first serve and if we're jammed up that day we'll try and get you in the next day you know you try to be as accommodating as possible and the more often you do that the steadier your business will be for a longer period of time um, so that's a it's great that they're able to you know offer that walk-in scenario like you said taking appointments is wonderful you know especially if you have a big project and you want to lay it out ahead of time I like to know what I'm working on ahead of time for sure, especially if it's something big. But there is a 
a certain type of romanticism about that old school tattoo thing where people just walk in and hit you with something and you're like, I can't believe I get to draw this today and then permanently create it, you know, like, it's wild. I mean, I watched uh, a buddy of mine, Mark, uh, that I work with, uh, who you met, um, and he, uh, it, it was the end of the day, I think it was like seven o'clock and this couple walked in, they had just met uh, that day, they'd spoken a little bit online, but then just met in person that day and decided they were going to go out for part of their date and just get a couple of tattoos, not a couple's tattoo thing, but each of them get their own individual thing. And, uh, he ended up doing a frog with a cowboy hat, riding a cheese curl, like a horse. I mean, how wild, like it would I, in a million years, I wouldn't have landed on that. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's a tattoo roulette wheel prize if i've ever seen one you know yeah absolutely man i mean you never you never know sometimes people want weird wacky stuff and it's awesome that's fun that's the fun part of it man like i dude i love doing japanese stuff and 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 the portraits of guys i work with and the old school traditional shit you know like they'll bang out clipper ships and roses and, and all that stuff all day long you know filler work for somebody the smoke the skulls all that shit but when somebody comes in with a wacky idea they ask when you're like oh yeah that's right i get to do fun things you know what I mean? right like they just kind of let you run with it yeah and i love that man and that's part of what i try to get drawn up for every you know every show i work at like i've got i've got some weird like i've got an angry gorilla i'm bringing with me right i think I we, that. Yeah, we that looked at great. that a couple weeks ago uh, you know, yeah. I've got things like an angry rooster. Um, that's coming with me to the show. Yeah, um, everyone loves a meat. You know, cop. a tooth, a a tooth with like cavities in it, like yeah, random weird a, a skull snail, but done with like 1980s color scheme, right? Pinks, yes. like light blues, like that tealish light blue. You know, it's got like a real 1980s kind of feel to it. Um, you know, silly little frogs and stuff like that, man. Um, you know, I've, I've got some more traditional stuff too. A couple of roses I'll be bringing with me, some goldfish, um, you know, a dragon or two, but you know, I, I try to bring a real big eclectic collection of stuff because you don't know what people are going to want to get. And sometimes people see something and they'll be like, man, that's just an awesome tattoo. Like I really want to get that. I'm here, they're here, it's meant to be, let's do it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's something at the conventions that I, I do like. It's it's great to be, you know, prepared with a bunch of designs ahead of time, but that, you know, that idea that you never know what somebody's going to ask for, right? And, and to be able to accommodate that, that's where I feel like a lot of, any young tattooers, tat, tatter tots out there listening, just getting into it, don't paint yourself into a corner of doing one particular style of tattooing. If you're, if you're able to offer more exercise, all of the artistic abilities that you have to learn different things, because if, if you have the ability to say yes to most things that walk in the door, you're going to be busy all the time. You know, if you're, if you're only known as the black and gray guy, that's awesome. That's fantastic. And I'm sure you'll crush it. Uh, but you don't know what you're missing out on and, and maybe knocking out a little traditional, you know, tattoo of, of something that's in color, a little blaster, a little one hour piece, or, you know, a, a flamingo coming out of the state of Florida or something like that, you know, that seems kind of innocuous. Maybe that person's related to somebody that wants that 
realistic for it. Hey, what's going on? Hey, James. What's up, guys? How are hey. you? Don't, don't mind me. Keep <laughs> keep the conversation going. Uh, we were just saying about how uh, I, I was saying that, you know, it's it's kind of uh, you're shortchanging yourself as a tattooer if you, you know, pigeonhole yourself to do just one particular type of tattooing. And something that I pride myself in is, is being able to accommodate anything that walks in the door. Um, so. yeah, that's what I was taught early on. Be a chameleon. Yeah, yeah, like you never know what you want. And doing that small yeah, I think that's that's definitely been my experience too. Uh, and also, yeah, you want to diversify your bonds. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you want to make yeah. sure you, um, I don't know, uh, that you, uh, that even if you do, you know, specialize in something that you can, you know, it's not just the same over and over. Um, well, that doesn't get stale, right? That you can, that you can add, add something to it, you know? Yeah. And, and with the, uh, you know, there's certainly a, a you know, a very sturdy living to be made and career to be had and doing just when it when it comes to being versatile, you know, for for an experience like uh, a situation like being at a convention, you're gonna end up getting so so much more opportunity if you're able to say yes to more people. Comfortably. Yeah, no, I think that's um, what makes it more fun, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Like, uh, like you just you're able to explore more. You're able to, you know, I guess it's almost like play, right? You're able to, you know, uh, not not be so precious, not so serious. You're able to, you know, do something that's uh, uh, out of your out of your comfort zone all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Absolutely. So where where are you from, James? Uh, I live in Indianapolis. Awesome. Yeah. How about you, Seth? Where Where are you out of? I'm based. I'm I'm with uh, cardboard I'm box. With Jason. I'm based out of right outside of Philadelphia. Cardboard box on the side of the road, right underneath 95. <laughs> Van down by the river. Uh, Got it. I, I'm, yeah. I'm like homeboy that tattoos out of the back of a Tesla and charges ten thousand dollars. <laughs> well, it's that eco-friendly tattooing, right? That isn't that what you call eco friendly? Hold on, man. <laughs> I'll be right back. Nice. Sure. Yep. Yeah, we're actually going to be uh, joined this year by uh, Devin Cooley. He's going to be working next to us as well. I uh, can't wait for that. Um, does some of the cleanest tattooing I think I've ever seen in my life. Mm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very excited for this year. We've got a massive dinner going on. For anyone that might be watching that is going to be at the Puerto Rico Tattoo Convention, um, send me a message. Send me a direct message on Instagram. My Instagram's right up here. Um, and get in on this. We've got a pre-party dinner going on Thursday night. Um, to, uh, location's already been set. Time's already been set. I think right now we've got about uh, 17 people that are going to be there. 
um, with potentially more on the way. Um, we're pretty much going to be going through and doing a whole restaurant takeover. Um, so it's, it, we're literally going to, yeah, it's going to be absolutely amazing. Um, we're going to be joined by Yuki from World of Pencils. Uh, Yuki is absolutely awesome. I'd love to get him on here one day and just talk about his collection. Yuki's been tattooed by like 50 of the world's greatest artists. Um, he's, he's starting to get to the the point that Yalzi's at uh, where he's running out of room and it's like, okay, well, what do you start doing once you run out of room? You start reworking older work. Um, you know, and it's like, you know, what what can you do? But when you've got Jeff Gogway pieces next to James Tech's pieces, next to pieces from Shige or Horiyoshi, like, do you really go through and rework those? You know, do, do you really want to do that? But, I mean, that's, it's an individual, you know, preference. But Yuki's super awesome dude. Um, can't wait to go out and have dinner with him this year. It's always a blast. Uh, you know, highly recommend you take a look at it. He's bringing most of his crew with him. So it's going to be a great, great time uh, for everyone. I can't wait. Um, plus the networking that's going to be going on. Caroline Ann Evans is coming down. She'll be visiting and uh, walking around saying hi to everyone. Um, it's going to be an awesome time. I really, really cannot wait for this show. Uh, it's it's kind of like the one time of year when I get to see certain friends from around the country and around the world all in one place and we're all doing our thing. But we all get together and have fun at the same time in the same way. Um, it's one of the reasons why I love traveling and working at shows. Uh, so I can't wait. Have I really you can't. have you heard anything about the opening party that Thursday night? Uh, they usually announce that and they'll send that out either email or Instagram, usually like a day or two before. Um, so I'm not surprised okay. that they don't have anything posted awesome. about it yet. Uh, and they usually try to keep that for like artists and people working at the show, as well as like clients or guests yeah. of artists that come down with them. But in the past few years, they've rented out a beach club, an entire beach club, just for the opening nice. party. Where we get to go through and network, we can have some food, we can have some cocktails, you know, um, and awesome. you know, socialize with a lot of these artists outside of the convention environment, uh, which is yeah. Fantastic. So I'm, I'm very, very excited for it. Um, it it's going to be a great time. Of the show. Yeah, yeah, man, I, I'm looking forward was, to it. And Seth, you had mentioned something before about wanting to get a collaborative tattoo with me and James while you're down there. Uh, something about <laughs> Friday. Is, is, did, did I don't know what you're talking I, I don't recall. Oh, the, uh, yeah, the, I want to get a uh, vagina in my armpit. Right, right. That's right. That's Can you right. guys do that? Yeah, super realistic. Yeah. We'll have like a little skull poking out of it. Yeah, perfect. Skull clip. Can't go wrong. Uh, so are you guys, uh, like the type of space that they have down there, what is that? Like, is it like open or is, I mean, it's a convention center so i'm assuming there's going to be a little more room than there usually is it's those hotel ones yes uh they, so we have two for the four of us this year we've got two 10 by 10 booths um so each artist has like five feet wide worth of space and then awesome. 
yeah. Uh, so it's they're standard size booths, but we knocked down. It, you know, I think we're going to be put next to Lost and Found Tattoo with Ali, Pete, Jimmy D'Alessio, and a couple other people. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's where we're going to be. And um, so all we do is knock down the barrier bars in between us, open everything up, and we'll have a bit more room if we need it. Um, but it should be more than enough space for everyone to work efficiently. Uh, I'm bringing my massage table down with me. I think they usually have somewhere down there you can rent them for whatever it is per day. But um, I like mine because it's nice. It's small, it's compact, it's really well. Uh, I've never had an issue. I know Devin usually brings his as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I'll probably have to rent one down there. But we'll, uh, and that's fine. One of the uh, convention hacks that I came across uh, in my travels, sometimes depending on where you're uh, going to be working, sometimes it's actually cheaper to buy a massage table on Amazon and have that get delivered to your hotel than it is to actually check a massage table on the flight back and forth. So a little tattoo convention hack for you. And then at the end of it, you kind of leave that there. Someone will pick it up and take it home or you know, uh, someone I mean, will make you probably get one. Things. Yeah, you can get one for a hundred bucks or less, I'm sure. That's you know, so nice sometimes thing. that's a good way to do it. Um, I'm actually looking at buying a little rolling, a cheap rolling stool for while I'm down there just to save my back. Because uh, I've tattooed in those folding chairs before, and it's it, it's not fun. It's not a fun experience because you're constantly feeling like you're sliding back, you know, because of the way that they're built. So you're constantly trying to lean forward more. That puts more stress and tension on your lower back. So something that I, I'll do every now and then is buy like a little rolling stool, have that shipped to the hotel, get that assembled and whatnot for the next day or, you know, whenever it arrives. And then, boom, I've got a nice little comfortable padded rolling stool that I can tattoo on all weekend. And then just, uh, someone will make use of it somewhere. Sure. Well, that's uh, so. What do you uh, do? You guys do anything to take care of yourselves, like ergonomically, like as far as a, uh, physical, like uh, stamina, like being able to not have a bad back, to not be so round shouldered. Like, what do you guys do to to help combat some of that? Those long days. Well, I, I mean, I think about how I'm, you know, how I'm sitting, um, and. Like something that I've that I've like come across, you know, information wise is, you know, it's it's kind of it's like where you place your feet on the floor, it does help you, you know, to to you know to center, you know, the the weight, right? Because if you're you know if you're kind of leaning back again, you're, you know, it's like uh, that's you know that's like too much to you know hold your head forward and stuff. Again, like kind of leaning forward, rolling, you know, like rounding the back over, that's going to lead to problems as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, like it seems like, you know, like it's almost like kind of like where you were able to kind of place your feet helps you to, you know, to sort of bend at the, the hips, right? So that way you're able to, you know, keep your, keep yourself as, you know, as upright as possible and not be so hunched over, that sort of a thing. Um, it takes, it does take, I think, some being like conscious of it, you know what I mean? Uh, but 
it's e I think it's easy to get wrapped up in your like your work. You're doing a tattoo or you're drawing or something, and then like before you know it, you're like you are. You're not. You're not thinking about how you're holding your yourself at all. You're really you know in a bad. You're in a bad position. So, uh, oh, lost, lost Seth. Oh, boo. Uh, But I, yeah, I yeah. think it's it's going to be it's going to be contingent on like whatever it is you're doing, you know, Absolutely. like the project you're working on, and then the the scenario, like what your setup is going to be. So all of those, all you know, there isn't like a you're going to have to figure it out as you go, and but thinking about it is going to be, you know, it's going to be good for you. Um, so what day are you getting there, Jason? I wanted to ask you. Uh, so I get in on Wednesday. Uh, right around, I think, 3 o'clock. Um, my flight cool. leaves from Philadelphia at 10.30. So I will be, I should be landing somewhere around 2, pick up my bags, and then um, head over to the hotel. Crash, relax for a minute, maybe get out on one of the bird scooters, or uh, I think it's bird <laughs> that they have down there. And, you know, scoot around for a little bit and get the blood flowing again. You know, do cool. a little bit of adventuring. Um, James, you and I did get invited out to a, a private dinner with Chris and Lauren Mack, um, Wednesday evening, if you would be interested in that. Um, for sure. Yeah. Uh, for it's sure. a great time. Great people. Um, Chris and Lauren, like we instantly became best friends last year at the opening party. First time I had ever met them, um, bought them a drink at the opening party got together, shot the shit, you know, figured some stuff out. Amazing human beings. Um, Chris actually has his whole back done by Dan Hazleton, uh, which is absolutely incredible. Um, absolutely phenomenal. Just the symmetry of it, the color palette, everything that's being used, absolutely phenomenal. Um, and he does a lot of like black and gray work, sometimes using opaques, sometimes mm. using uh, gray washes. Um, it's a phenomenal tattoo artist. Um, but they did invite us out to dinner. Don't know if I should be saying that publicly, but um, guess what? <laughs> it's already said. Can't take it back. Can't take it back. Um, but it's, it, it's a great time. I like Wednesday nights to kind of keep it low key, explore a little bit hit a restaurant or two or maybe a bar, um, but just keep it kind of low-key because Thursday afternoon, we can go out to the beach, we can go tour Old San Juan, we can, we can do whatever we want to do, um, you know, but we do have that dinner Thursday night. But being out in that, that heat in the sun in Puerto Rico will take a lot out of you. Um, even, so, even in December? Even in December, man. Oh, it man. Can be brutal. Okay. I mean, it's not it's not like a direct like hot humid heat. They do have a great breeze that comes through, so you don't really feel the heat too much. But being under the sun all day long, it'll zap your energy, man. Um, so I like to just stay nice, low key, very calmly. You know, enjoy the time down there. Uh, you know, it's it's a great time, great place. Uh, you know, depending on what you like to do. You know they've got stuff for everyone, so. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be it's going to be a good experience. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, I, I'd like to take time, walk around Old San Juan every single time, head up to uh, the Bastille. Um, they've got like a little castle area that overlooks a graveyard. Excellent view, great photo op. Um, and I usually just take a scooter because they got these electric scooters all over the place. Forget a taxi, forget an Uber. I mean, the Ubers are super cheap down there anyway. They're like three to five mm. bucks. But mm. still, man, it, you get out there, you get into, you know, you get in the mood, you get on one of these scooters and you just cruise for a little while mm. and you explore everything, you know? Um, well, and that's in Old San Juan. In other places, you might not want to do that, but, you know, that's what I like to do in Old San Juan. Uh, and you come across some gems, man. There are some absolutely gem, gorgeous areas to visit. Um, it's a great time, great inspiration. They've got wildlife everywhere, tiny little lizards, geckos. Uh, frogs are everywhere. You hear them at night, and they can get kind of annoying. But, you know, it's. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love the environment. I love, you know, everything about it. You can take a day trip down to the rainforests. That's always fun. Um, mm. You know, but it once again, it all kind of depends on what you enjoy doing. Uh, they've got gorgeous beaches. Um, obviously, it's tropical island, so yeah, gorgeous beaches. But they've got a lot of other really great stuff to explore as well. Um, in fact, I... I recently got wind of an art show going on at Sanzala in Old San Juan, uh, in the heart of Old San Juan. Sanzala is a very old school kind of classic tattoo studio. They do a lot of great uh, traditional work um, and they're known for a lot of great custom traditional stuff. Phenomenal place, um, great people that work there and they should be hosting an art show. I believe that starts uh, that Wednesday or Thursday, if I'm correct, I'll have to double check on the dates. Um, but that's always a good time. Finding art museums around there is great. Just hanging out, walking around, honestly, is a great time. Nice. Well, yeah, no, it sounds like you've you've gotten like a lot of. Uh, well, you've, you've experienced it before, and yeah. uh, you know, like you know, like what to expect, and you also have some connections and stuff. So. Um, yeah, no, I'm yeah, really looking forward to it, and uh, I'm just I'm I'm wondering about what it is that I'm gonna forget when I. <laughs> you always forget something, man. You always. <laughs> what am I gonna What am I gonna leave behind inadvertently? And uh, you know, so that'll be that'll be a fun sort of thing to, uh, you know, play that game. Like what? <laughs> well, I mean, I, what, I what, a, what essential thing that I I have a big tendency to brought. overpack for tattoo conventions so trust me okay if there's anything that you might need there's a pretty good chance i have extras um appreciate it i i would recommend though make sure that you bring your own gloves because i got tiny little hands so i wear small gloves got it got it you know so if your hands are any bigger than mine and you don't want them to be incredibly compressed that's all i would really worry about i bring extra machines i bring like power packs like yeah, I, I I overdo it a lot. A lot. Awesome. No, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean I'm I'm bringing a lot more inks than what I usually recommend. Uh, so if you need anything, I probably have it. Um, like anything pigment wise, maybe it cuts down on uh, weight. You know, I, I've got a big pelican case I bring with me. 
and I know exactly how much I can pack in there so that it stays under the 50 pound allotment. Um, you know, so I always try to pack that to its max and then whatever I can't fit in that, I always throw in my backpack and just take with me there. Uh, are you, it, uh, are you checking? Are you checking? Yeah. Two uh, bags. Bag? You're checking a bag. Okay. All right. Well, two of them. Cause I have the massage table I'm bringing with me. Um, and then, cause I figure by the time I remembered, oh yeah, wait, I can go on Amazon and order one and have it delivered. It was too late. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Because yeah, anything sure. I order, I think uh, starting yesterday, which is when I really started to think like, oh shit, wait, I have to leave on Wednesday. I need to start <laughs> thinking about this. Right. Um, like I, I usually try to order a rolling stool. That won't get there until the Monday after. So that's out of the question. Um, so I'm going to have to find a way to make that work, but you know, uh, massage table, same thing. Even if I ordered it today, it wouldn't get there until the Monday after. Uh, so it's, you know, it's like, okay, well, I'll bite the bullet this year, but next year I'm going to remember to do that so that I can save a few bucks. So, uh, but yeah, I have to check two bags, uh, my massage table and my travel case, and everything else I bring with me literally goes into my carry-on suitcase and my backpack. If I can't fit it in any of that, it doesn't come with me. Um, you know, so everything from banners to, you know, cotton paper towels that I like to bring. I find a way to compress everything, um, which, by the way, I recommend... Um, you don't have to get like the ND wipeouts or anything like that. You don't have to get a name brand, but they have these like bamboo face towels that are lint free. Um, sometimes they're made of cotton, sometimes bamboo. Phenomenal for tattooing. They're super soft, super absorbent. They're not going to clog your liners. And I always try to bring like 50 to 100 of them with me. Um, but they're so good that you can cut them in half and you're fine. So, okay. Um, I always bring those with me just because I prefer to tattoo with those um, ink trays as opposed to caps. I always like those because it keeps everything organized, nice, easy to do. Um, you know, and then that way I'm not like trying to figure out do I have enough small caps? Do I have enough big caps? Do I have enough medium caps? You know, it's just here's my tray. It's got my rinse cups included. It's got, you know, 10 ink wells or, you know, whatever it is I'm doing, plus a spot to rinse everything out. Great. Um, I always take a, like, it's almost like 11 by 14 baking sheet with like a little bit of a ridge with me. So I'll lay down, my usual setup when I work at a show is I usually lay down either a cut track bag and I'll just like tape that down over top of the table. And then I'll put my, uh, baking sheet down there on top of it, cover that with plastic. So if anything does spill, it doesn't go all over the table. I don't have to worry about it. It's all self-contained right in that little area. And I can still put stuff outside of it, but that way it kind of controls my ink and prevents any kind of potential cross-contamination, especially if you're working right next to someone. The last thing you want to do is have like a rinse cup spill. And now you've got your rinse water literally working its way over into another area of setup. So it's just something I found I like to do that works pretty well. Um, you know, little stuff like that can make or break things. 
Uh, I always recommend bringing some kind of a lamp or a headlamp with you because right. convention centers notoriously have terrible lighting. Um, and it's not like you can really rent those, although that would be a million dollar idea. Uh, have like an equipment rental place where even if you have a traveling tattoo artist, right? Say they forget something like a machine, not that you should ever forget those. Those should always go, by the way, in your carry-on bag. Don't ever pack those. You're asking for problems if you do. I've heard of people who've gotten machines stolen. Um, people will go, like TSA might, might open up your stuff and inspect things and start twisting knobs and stuff. You know, And now you're like, what the hell happened? Um, so I always tell everyone, bring your machines with you in your carry-on. Those are your tools. That's how you make money. Just about everything else can be replaced. Um, you know, if you're using, what machines are you using now, James? I'll use rotaries. Uh, uh, the machines that I use are uh, from Mast. Um, also okay. have a Cheyenne, but I'm, I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to bring the Cheyenne this time. Okay. The other ones are, um, you know, are they RCA? Uh, no, they're, those are battery. Oh, okay. My, my, Cheyenne, my Cheyenne does take up, you know, I have a battery for it, but it doesn't, it's, it's like, it's not very well balanced. So yeah, my, you know, my, like hooking up a power supply to that. So I'm just kind of save on space. Fair enough. Um, but I heard that there's going to be a new Cheyenne that's the, uh, it's not the most expensive one and it had, you know, it'll have like a, a really nice built-in, you know, rechargeable battery in it. Have you heard this? I, I've heard the rumor. Um, it's actually okay. something that I'm, I'm kind of waiting for it to drop. Um, don't know when it's going to drop, but it's what I've heard. Um, and it is something that I'm actually looking at picking up. Uh, they Cheyenne did just drop their, uh, it's called Engine. It's one battery pack that fits all of the Cheyenne machines. And that's great. Oh, okay. Um, you know, if you're still using a wired machine and you want to kind of like bridge the gap to go wireless, apparently it's also got a really good center of gravity, which is cool. Um, but you know, for me, I've got uh, Soul Nova Unlimited. Uh, I love that machine. That's coming with me. I've got my, uh, if I need a longer stroke machine, I've got my XO that's coming with me. Um, you know, I, I don't really use machines that take RCAs anymore. Uh, but I do have the critical battery packs as backups if need be. Um, not that I can really use those on my daily drivers anymore, but um, I also typically bring in an, an injecta, uh, which is like mm. my go-to, like if all else fails, I've got my injecta and that was my baby for a number of years. Um, that's always like my backup machine for everything. So I usually bring that and then like one of the critical battery packs with me um, just in case I need it. Um, but, you know, it's, that's pretty, like those are my necessities. Um, everything else, if I can't buy it down there, I was never meant to have it. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, but, you know, bring plastic wrap. Um, sure. You know, you can. You don't have to bring bottle bags. Just wrap everything up in plastic wrap. Um, 
don't eat dental bibs. Once again, wrap everything in plastic wrap. Uh, squirt bottles. I always bring Dr. Bronner's peppermint soap with me. So I'll have plenty of soap for you. If you don't want to pack that, that's fine. I'm bringing it. Um, stencil stuff, I'm bringing plenty of that as well. Uh, and it works pretty decent. Um, it's not like brand stencil stuff. It's actually something I buy from Europe. It's called Stencil Plus. Um, hmm. And it's, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, it's super tacky. does take a little while to dry. But you get crisp, clean stencils every time. And it, I just, I swear by it. Um, I've been using it for a couple of years and I love it. Nice. I've, I just have always used Dr. Bronner's like just uncut for stencil application and stuff. Um, and I, you know, that's what I certainly what I'm yeah. used to. Now here's a question. Like, um, sometimes it's always up to the health department, but some health departments, they want to see, you know, like say your stencil stuff or your soap as in the particular, some specific like labeled bottle. Like it's that, you know, it's the product. Um, they don't want you bringing in like, you know, sort of the secondary, you know, <laughs> you right, know, what right. I mean? you know, does that make sense? Um, is it, have you experienced that there in Puerto Rico? Is it going to be um, that way? You think? I haven't experienced that. Um, they okay. will check the pigments to make sure that none of them are expired or anything like that. Um, not that that should really be an issue, but it's always nice to make sure that you double check that before you head down. Sure. Um, but otherwise, like they just take a look at that. They take a look at, you know, cartridges, make sure you have barriers. Uh, they may ask you to label your bottles, but you just take a piece of masking tape, put that over it and write on it. That way you don't get anything confused. Not that you will, but you know, um, but yeah, I've never experienced anyone asking to see the type of soap I'm using or anything of that nature. Uh, I also have a big sticker on my soap bottle that says soap. So it's pretty hard to miss. Um, you know, I also have like a label on my water bottle that says just water. Kind of looks like the smart label. So it's pretty recognizable. Um, and then I've got Bactine I'll be bringing down with me. And I've got a label on the foam soap applicator of that because that's, I put it in a little foamer and it works fantastic. Um, highly recommend you try that if you haven't already. It's great. It saves you on Bactine and it works really, really well. Um, so you, you put the Bactine in a, like a, in a foamer? Like a little pump foamer bottle, and it works great. Huh? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it foams right up. It's it's I've just like using foam soap. Um, like any of the like hustle helper or anything like that, works exactly the same. Um, the only difference is is that it's not like a name brand of anything. It's literally just bacteria you put in a little foamer. Um, and I, I always pack all that stuff separate. So I'll bring back team down with me, make sure that that's in a sealed bottle so that nothing happens to that. That's really tricky to wrap too. Mm. Um, but imagine. that way I've got that in a bottle if I need that. Um, and then I just take that and dump that into the foamer when I'm down there. Um, you know, I mean, you could even like, because you're not going to need a whole bottle of Bactine while you're down there, even something like this, it's like a little spray bottle. 
bring bring something like this with you. Yeah. Um, make sure it's that's got exactly. Good... I was gonna say that's exactly what I was asking about. Like, you know, can you yeah. bring a you know an unlabeled bottle, fill it with some product, oh, and yeah. then it's like, can you use it? Um, I mean, I can see it. I can see it from both sides. You know, you can right. see it from both sort of like perspectives, like how that would be. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be ethical, but what about that guy? Right. <laughs> well, and that's you know what I mean. So that that comes down to kind of a weird question and situation that you brought up. Um, I do know certain artists. And these are pretty prominent, big name guys. Whenever they travel to shows, they'll actually, and you can buy these on Amazon. They're like little half ounce soy sauce bottles, mm. right? And they'll take, because you don't need a whole ounce of color, right? If you're working at a show for three days, the chances you're going to go through an entire one ounce bottle of something, pretty slim. Um, I can't say I've ever done it in all of the years I've done shows. I can't say that's ever happened. So what some people will do is they'll actually bring soy sauce bottles filled with different colors of pigments and whatnot, and they'll use that at the convention. Um, now, when it comes down to ethics, yes, you should have a labeled bottle with the expiration date and all that stuff with you. One of the ways talking to one of these guys one year, um, they were like, oh, I just tell them it's paint. You know, and I'll throw like a couple of paintbrushes in a in a bag with those, and oh, that's those are just paints. Like if I have downtime, I'm gonna work on a painting, and um, usually they leave you alone. Uh, and you know, maybe they'll have like a bottle of black and a couple of gray wash bottles with them, but that's one of the ways that you can cut down on bringing unnecessary supplies with you. Now it's not exactly completely ethical. But it saves on weight, saves on time. You can get a wider color palette if you are the kind of person that needs 18 different types of red or like six different blacks or, you know, uh, any number of like 32 different neutral tones. You can do that. You can get away with it in that kind of a manner. Of course, now that I said that and it's live on the Internet, health departments will probably pick up on that. And they probably will start cracking down on that. But it is one easy way to go through and kind of get around that if you're not afraid to go through and kind of work around that ethical kind of barrier. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know what you're using and you know, you know if it's safe. Um, health departments just want to make sure. Like that's their job is to make sure. But it is a way to kind of get around that, you know. Um, and it cuts down on weight. If you're traveling and you want to take a full color palette with you of like 18 different colors, well, if you buy 18 brand new one ounce bottles, that's 18 ounces. That's over a pound that you're adding to your luggage. And if weight's a big thing, if you're traveling and that stuff's going in your check bag, that's an extra pound worth of weight that you now have to check. Well, that could be a half pound worth of business cards that you don't bring with you. So it's, you know, it gets into a gray area there, but it is something to consider. Um, you know, I only bring like maybe two or 300 business cards with me. I don't bring, you know, I buy mine a thousand at a time 
500 come in a box. Well, I'll take maybe half a box of business cards with me, you know, and I'll only put out certain a certain amount every day. Uh, same thing with stickers. I might buy my stickers in bulk of like 500 at a time. I'm only maybe bringing a third of that, and then I'm only putting out a few of them per day. And then I'll save a few to the last day. I always like to go around and do sticker trades with people. And it's like, cool, I'll give you one of mine. You give me one of yours. You know, minor shiny metallic gold. And um, people are like, oh, man, that's awesome. Um, you know, but it's little stuff like that. But if, say you've got 18 full one-ounce bottles. Well, now you can't bring your stickers because that's going to be too much weight. Totally. So yeah, it's things. No. Priorities, These are things for sure. that you figure out through traveling as often as you do. Um, mm. And that's, I'm just trying to share a little bit of knowledge and ways to travel more effectively and more efficiently. Now, the downside to using those little soy sauce bottles, by the way, is that they don't have a mixing bead in them. Mm. Because when you shake up a bottle, you usually hear that tiny little stainless steel bead rolling around in there. These mm -hmm. will not have that. So sometimes people go through and you can buy them on Amazon. They're tiny little stainless steel ball bearings. Um, you know, buy one of those, drop one in, call it a day. Um, you know, wrap everything up and you're good to go. Um, but if you really wanted to do it, you know, kind of the right way, you would have to find a company that sells half ounce bottles with full labels. And not every company does because it's not cost effective. You know, there I found a few different companies that will go through and they do sell half ounce bottles. Um, you know, I know raw, raw pigments does, solid ink does, but any other company out there I've checked, most of them do not sell half ounce bottles. So there goes that for traveling, you know, mm -hmm. unless you find a way around it. Um, you know, it's just something I've picked up on. Um, you know, if you do bring paints with you, like actual, like liquid acrylic paints, mm. make sure they're labeled, especially if you're buying soy sauce bottles and putting tattoo pigments in them. You do not want to get them mixed up and end up tattooing someone with acrylic paint. That is not a good thing. Um, food for thought. That's my noted. Percent. Yeah, that's noted. Well, this is uh, uh, thank you so much again for uh, you know for the invite and uh, also you know all this info. I, I well, I hope other people are you know find it helpful too. So, um, I I gotta I gotta go, but right I will see. I'll see you this week. Awesome, sounds great. Take care. I'll see all you right. Wednesday. Thank you. Bye. All right, take care. Okay, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in today. If you happen to have any great tattoo convention travel tips or tricks or hacks that you would like to share, by all means, please send me a DM right here, Philly Inc. on Instagram. Uh, that's how you can reach out to me. You can also email me, jason at reinventingthetattoo.com. Um, and I will be more than happy to go through and share all of the information that you guys share with me. It has been a pleasure, like always, to go through and host this event for everyone. Hopefully you guys got something out of it today. Um, 
please stay tuned. Uh, next Sunday, I will be live from the Puerto Rico Tattoo Convention in beautiful San Juan, Puerto Rico, surrounded by incredible artists. Um, and who knows, I may even get tattooed while I'm down there. If I do get tattooed, expect me to live stream um, or at least take questions while it's going on. So hopefully I see you guys again uh, next time, next Sunday, right here for Skill Building Sunday uh, on the Reinventing the Tattoo channel. Cheers. <laughs>